Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. Do you wake up feeling like your best days have passed you by? Omega-3s are essential to the health of your body and cells. Scientists say an imbalance in the omega-3-6 ratio is a major cause of many illnesses. You need testing to know how healthy your cells are. Without testing, you're only guessing. Test yourself at home and start feeling better today. Find out how by calling Rick Kroll at 305-933-4219. Welcome to the Home Business Success Show. Join us as we speak to home business entrepreneurs for tips, tricks, do's, and even don'ts for running a successful home business. Greetings and welcome to the Home Business Success Show on Biz Radio US. Before I greet today's guest, I want to share a few thoughts for home business owners. Where do you conduct your business? Ideally, you should have a spare room dedicated for your business. Not only does this give you much-needed privacy, but it has some tax advantages that you should discuss with your accountant. If you don't have a separate room, at least find a corner in a room you can cordon off. There's There are even room dividers that can help you find a sense of privacy. Some folks even have converted closets that they use for office space. But here's a big no. Don't do your business on the dining room table if you use that table for family meals. You'll just waste a lot of time setting up and breaking down every day. Trust me, I've been there, done that. My guest today, Yermi Kirkus, is the co-founder of the Yermi Kirkus Consulting Group. With a family background in entrepreneurship, a heart for community and philanthropy, philanthropy, and his love for psychology, Yermi dedicated his life to helping businesses thrive. Earning an MA in Organizational and Industrial Psychology, and is in the process of attaining his doctorate in that same field. Today, Yermi creatively partners up with businesses to help them increase their value, productivity, and profitability by focusing on their operations and talent the results of which help facilitate the buying and or selling of businesses, as well as assisting in the overall well-being of the workplace and the workforce each day. Welcome to the show, Yermi. Thank you so much, Hank. I really, really appreciate it and loved your thoughts. They're so thought-provoking. It's so true. We've all been there setting up our businesses on you know, dining group tables. I could just speak for myself. It's crazy stuff. So thanks again for all that. It's really amazing. Right. Well, the fun part is if you're sitting at a dining room table trying to do your business, and if you have kids, and mm-hmm. there's a little kid trying to eat Frosted Flakes or something right across from <laughs> you and doesn't understand why you're not giving him attention. Right. <laughs> but, but anyway, that being said, you know, some of what you touch on – um, the overall well-being of the workplace and the workforce, especially the workforce. These are some favorite topics of mine for people who do have have a workforce and have and have people who report to them, be they employees or be they, you know, independent contractors. And mm-hmm. I might ask you a little bit about that in a few minutes. But right now, if you would tell us a little bit more about what you do. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, I, th- I think you really, really summed it up in a, 
in a bio that I did not write, by the way. I had it written for me. <laughs> but um, but it's pretty much it sums it up. It's really the idea that you know businesses today are have all kinds of challenges, whether it's at home, um, whether it's you know businesses that are that have their offices or whatever it's going to be. Whatever business is really really struggling um, with with primarily with the with the um, the retaining and the attaining of their employees. That's the biggest biggest challenge that they're facing. And there's just nobody really coming up with the strong solutions for that. And when I was getting educated and when I was, you know, observing and all these things, this is where I noticed that most businesses are struggling is really with that attainment or the retainment of their of their talent, of their the people that make up the business. Um, so I pretty much dedicated my life to really truly understand what that is and it was through that education that I've learned that once we put so much emphasis on the people that make up our business, um, typically those who do put all those, all, like the research shows that those who put the, the um, you know, the emphasis on the people um, see a pro- productivity increase by 30 to 40%. And that's where we get our numbers from. That's where we typically have a promise in a sense. Um, we can never promise a hundred percent, but, we could definitely we could definitely fall back on research is what we typically do right well i think some of that has to do with developing a workforce and empowering a workforce finding people sure. who are really good at what they do and then letting them you know, letting them know that you trust them to do that and giving them an oppor- giving them opportunities Absolutely. to independently deliver what it is that you had them to do without micromanagement without that old, uh, you know, I want to say last century, but the last century wasn't that long ago. But this last century, slaver mentality, you know, there's sure. there's a big difference to me between um, bosses, managers, mm-hmm. you know, or or people who inspire, who who are who are leaders, and they lead sure. through inspiration and they lead through examples. And they and they give their people plenty of opportunities to do what it is that they that they brought them there to do. And then they invest in a two way street of loyalty, because if you expect an employee to be loyal to a company, you're going to have to be loyal to that employee. Absolutely. You know, we're in a lot of people call what we're in right now the great resignation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have left nine to five jobs and left the corporate world. And a lot of them are starting their own home businesses. They're not sitting in their mother's basement, you know, like right. the stereotype likes to believe that, you know, the the guy who quit that, that job that made him feel, you know, worthless all the time is lazy. No, he's not. He realizes he or she has something inside and wants to develop that, you know, to their own best uh, development and advantage. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's very important that you're mentioning that because so I have I have a I have a love-hate relationship with this great resignation terminology. Um, number one, I think it's about time that we should empower people that if they have a dream and if they have an ambition and if they have a goal um, to go out and to go try their hand in entrepreneurship. Um, it's a huge value in my family, as the bio explained, that this is how we grew up. We grew up with you know, there's no there's no other thing than entrepreneurship. You have to have your own thing, you know, your own businesses. Um, you know, that that was just the mentality that we grew up in. Um, on the other hand, 
entrepreneurship, to be fully honest with you, is not for everybody. It's very difficult. There's a lot of hard work. I had one. I had one client that came up to me and said, "Yeah, I'm 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 giving up this this job that I have or whatever because I'm done with bosses." Those were literally their words, and I was like, "Well, how many bosses do you have?" And like, "Oh, well, the one, right?" And and now I'm going to be my own boss. They tell me, and I said, "Well, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're giving up one boss for millions of bosses." You know, like when you're out on a, as an entrepreneur, effectively, the market dictates how you know the market is your boss. <laughs> the, the 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 people that you're going to be working with, all these people, are like. You know, the people you're going to be serving, these people are typically the boss because at the end of the day, they're the ones who are paying your paycheck, you know, and you really have to have to figure out a way of how to, you know, uh, shift yourself in this kind of way. So on one hand, entrepreneurship is the greatest blessing. On the other hand, it could potentially be the greatest curse, depending on the attitude and character of an individual. You've got that right. You know, I've seen there's a meme that I see every now and then on social media. It asks if you could go back, you know, uh, to your college days in three words, what would you do differently? Mm -hmm. And it always comes back to me, take business courses, mm -hmm. because I didn't do that back in those days. I was a journalism major. I you know, wanted to write for a newspaper. For a while, I even had this idea that I would get a journalism degree and maybe apply to law school and get into uh, communications law. Well, I never really did that. That being a lawyer, that was my Yiddish mama. That was my Jewish mother's. <laughs> she wanted to be able to pat me on the head and say, my my son, the lawyer. But, yeah, you know, yeah. so I, at some point I realized that wasn't my dream. That was hers. And, you know, God bless her. She was, you know, she was what she was. And sure. I love I loved her dearly. But that being said, I didn't take the business courses. And then I worked in in you know, nine to five, I worked in the corporate we're in the corporate world for years and years and years. Then when I came out to be my own boss, so to speak, to become an entrepreneur, there were so many things I had to learn the hard way mm -hmm. because I didn't have them. Another case in point I can give you is a way, way back when I first got out of college for a while, I worked for a small newspaper that had a print company connected to it. And there was a guy named Mal. His real name was Malcolm, but they called him Mal. Mm -hmm. And he was the best printer that the business had. And wow. everybody would always tell him, pat him on the back, Mal, you're such a great printer. You know, you're worth 10 of those guys. You're such a great printer. One day, Mal decided he was going to go into business with his own little print company. Mm -hmm. And everybody wished him luck. But about eight months later, Mal was back at the other print company because he was a fantastic printer, but he didn't know the slightest thing about running a yeah. business and he couldn't sustain. Yeah, yeah no. And I, I get those, th those are a vast majority of my clients. Those, those that come to me and they're like, you know, one, one of my, one of currently my clients actually um, is a prospect that I had sort of like a friend and something like this. And I was hearing that they're starting up a business. And I said, Hey, would you know, like, it, it, do you, you guys, everything got covered, you know, like if there's anything you need of my help, I'm here for you to support you, you know? Um, then I started seeing certain practices that, you know, as, as somebody who this is what I do for a living and this is what I practically live and breathe, I see red flags coming up and I'm like, Hey, you know, just bring it to bringing it to your attention. Maybe you noticed, maybe you didn't, um, you know, if again, if you need, I'll do, 
I'll do friends and family discount. I'll help you out. Just like, you know, um, about, about, this was about two years ago now. And now, unfortunately, the business has collapsed. Um, you know, they're getting sued. It's, it's terrible stuff that's happening. And, and, and it's now that they're kind of like coming to me. Could you help us save us? And I say, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't work as a firefighter. I try to be the, I try to be the, you know, the uh, smoke detector. Um, you know, like now, if I'm to cut, if you're to take me now, we're talking about hundreds and thousands of dollars in, in, in services and it, it's going to be hours upon, it could be even years. It, it's going to be a lot of work. I said back then it could have been only a few thousand bucks and you could have mm-hmm. solved all the issues, you know? And so, and so now, you know, the, now, now it's kind of like, okay, so show me how to, how to do this all over again. And I tell them, well, you know, my 10 years of education, I could really sum it up in two weeks. That's all it really takes to set up a business effectively is about two weeks long if you do it the right way, if you do it the effective way. You know, you're 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 covering your, you know, you you're as they say, CYA. Um, yeah, you're covering, you're covering your covering yourself. Covering yeah. your tuchis, your tuchis, like my mother you know, would and, say. <laughs> yeah, and and listen, you know, and, and it's I just want to I just want to touch one thing because you mentioned um, so when I, when I went to university, um, my dad looked at me and he's like, what, like, why are you going to school? Like, like what's, what's university? Like, why are you going to that? Like business, that's where, where it's all at, you know? And I said, no, 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 I'm going to, well, at first I was going to study medicine, but medicine wasn't for me. And that he was good with. He was like, oh, you're going to be a doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. So that the Yiddish and mama, I just got it from my dad. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was kind of like this thing of like, but then when I dropped out of medical school and I transferred to business school, that he just simply didn't understand. It did not make sense for him, nothing. Um, at some point, I told him, okay, so now I'm in psychology. So he's like, oh, that's great. So you're going to work in a hospital and you're going to, you know, you're going to have all these patients and all that stuff. That's great. And back to that doctor thing, you know. And I said, no, 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 I'm actually going to be a doctor for businesses. So like in a in a corporate environment, like that's going to be my quote unquote, again, he just didn't get it, you know? So I said, listen, I'm trying to make you happy with being a doctor and I'm trying to do the business thing, but you're just not getting it. So mm-hmm. I just dropped it and <laughs> that's where we're at today. Right. But then ultimately he understood when you got into your business and showed him various degrees of success. I think and he, he understood that, it. right? He doesn't get it still, but it's good. You know, we have, we have a, we have a, we have a mutual understanding of, you know what business is business and that's the bottom line you know and <laughs> there you go so <laughs> who would you say is your ideal client oh yeah so that's a great question um really that individual who gets it in a sense you know and what does it mean to get it it just simply means that um so i have to give context i'm sorry but basically i see the story of nokia which Nokia, in my opinion, was one of the greatest stories of all times. They started off as a woodworking company, okay? And at some point, you know, they're doing all this woodworking stuff and they're all that, really incredible. And all of a sudden, they realized that the future is in technology, in the cell phone world. And they went from woodworking to cell phone company and they became the biggest in that environment, in that in that place. And for the longest time, dude, you would have been the coolest guy in the world if you had the latest Nokia, you know? Like, I had them all. Like, I, I used to actually sell Nokias. I had them all. and But at some point, they fell. 
and Apple and Samsung eventually took over and they're the leading in the in the you know the smartphone world. And today it's everybody has a smartphone. They don't really have a Nokia in their pocket anymore. Um, and how much of Nokia do we hear? So the, the 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 long and short answer of it is the ideal client really gets that, you know, there are transitions that happen in the world. We have to be quick and the world is going very fast right now. Um, and, and we really have to see, you know, the, the market for what it is. And so the people who I work with um, want, want to be on top of things. They don't want to be, you know, left in the dust when, well, this has been working all, all this time. Well, it's time to challenge that. So I'm really good at challenging. <laughs> right. That that used to work, but it doesn't work anymore. It reminds me of the story I heard many years ago about the um, Swiss Switzerland used to corner the market in watches. Mm -hmm. You know, a Swiss watch was the finest. Yeah. It had all those mechanical works inside. It had jewels inside. It had all kinds of stuff. Then when the paradigm started changing and someone introduced the digital watch, Mm -hmm. They first went to Switzerland and tried to sell it there, and Switzerland said, "No, you know, people don't—they don't want that. They want watches with the mechanical works inside and the jewels." Right. And then Japan jumped on the um, on the bandwagon, and they became the biggest manufacturer and distributor of the digital watches, you know, in the world. And I, I suppose they still are. Sure. Yeah, they still are. So you have to be able to change with the times and recognize. And sometimes it takes someone like yourself who's outside the company to have the objectivity to say, you know, what you're doing worked a year ago. Maybe it worked six months ago. But if you keep it up, it's not going to work very soon. Well, here, here's where I'm going to be the challenging that I told you about. <laughs> this is where I'm good at. I'm good at the challenge. I actually found that it's your people in your company who actually know who have the answer because they're the pros. Okay. They're the ones who are really like, they know the business. Okay. So I, I would, I would venture to say that, you know, the, the Swiss, you know, the, let's say Swatch watch or whatever, if Swatch watch would have asked their people who are working there, tell me, what are you guys seeing in the market? What do you guys, you guys are selling watches. Well, what is your client's, you know, what are your, what are your vendors? What are your people telling you? You know, what are you hearing? Oh, there's this new thing called Timex. Like, what's Timex, you know? Oh, there's like, like a calculator on your phone. Well, what's that? You know, on your, on your watch. Well, what's that? You know, and start asking these questions of the people who are boots on the ground because boots on the ground are your best resource and they have a level of loyalty to you. I mean, it's their job at the end of the day, but if you give them that place to say, what are you seeing? What do, what do you, you know, I was just told by somebody that the trucking company, the trucking industry is really struggling to find, to find workers, right? The average trucker is right now about 55 years old and that population is getting older. They're not getting any younger and they're having a hard time filling in. I think it's like something like 1.5 million truckers uh, that they need here in America. And it's only getting more and, and our consumption rates are only going higher Amazon and all that kind of nice stuff that is going on. But if there's no truckers, we have we have a problem, you know? And so what's the issue? Why aren't younger people interested in driving a truck? I think only the trucking industry has the answer to that, to be honest with you. 
people on the ground do know the answer. But, you know, some truckers work for companies, you know, they just drive as, as contract employees, but mm-hmm. others are entrepreneurs that own a truck and they, they do their thing. And I think they're probably some of the more successful ones. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, you know, the time is flying by and before we <laughs> know it, it's going to be yeah. time for us to say goodbye. So let me ask you a, a few more questions. Um, when you work with uh, clients, do you work with them uh, personally or do you work with them online or maybe it's uh, a little bit of both? Yeah, so I have a hybrid version. Um, I find I find being boots on the ground very effective because you're seeing and you're feeling. Um, but there is a huge increase in, as you know, it home businesses. Um, there's a lot of I know of an individual that he's running an entire enterprise out of his house. And it's unbelievable what he's managing on doing. So a lot of it is going to be online, you know, to to work with those people. Um, so it's really client by client basis, obviously. Very, very cool. So, yeah, you have to go with the flow. And one of the other advantages that people always tell me and that I have myself and my own business by, by being virtual is that we're not just dependent on clients right in our area. You could see a client anywhere. You could see a client in Europe. You know, sure. it doesn't matter as long as they've got the technology to work with you. Um, is there anything else that you would really like to bring up that I haven't thought of asking you? Mm. Well, it's such an interesting conversation. So I feel like we've covered so much in such a short period of time. Um, I would tell I would tell entrepreneurs, you know, make sure make sure that you, you know, you have you have your. You have your everything aligned, you know, that's number one. Make sure you have a smoke detector installed. Don't wait for the firefighter. Um, you know, home businesses are an incredible opportunity. Um, you know, if it works well for your business, definitely do it. And um, and yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just have a good system, have good people around you, have a community, have a, you know, have a resources. Um, you know, there's a lot of different opportunities and options out there. Home, home, all, all business is hard, okay. But if you have the right people around you and the right people supporting you, there, you, you're, you, you stand a good chance of succeeding. Tell us how our listeners can contact you. Sure. So uh, the best way is LinkedIn. Uh, that's the easiest and fastest and best way to do it. So Yermi Kirkus, my name, Y E R M I, or K U R K U S on LinkedIn, and uh, and yeah, and and or it's just my website. So YermiKirkus Thanks for being with us today, Yermi. And to our listeners, tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the Home Business Success Show on Biz Radio US. Remember, you can achieve success, freedom, and independence in your own home business. I've done it. Yermi has done it. And you can do it, too. I'll see you next week. This is Hank Eater wishing all of you a fabulous day of home business success. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.